bow selector. Bow selector. Uh, okay. It's bow selector's version of Davina McCall. That's why uh, it's Big Brother in your head. Well, I guess anyway. that's the best cold open to a podcast. <laughs> it was bow selector. Hey, hey kids, do you remember bow selector? Don't say fuck or bugger. Remember how <laughs> remember how offensive that was. Yes. Welcome to the Finger Guns podcast. Um, this is the podcast where we talk about Bo Selector before we start recording. <laughs> um, my name's Sean. I'll be the host this evening. Roscoe's taking a well-deserved weekend off. And Paul's apparently working. Um, <clears throat> apparently, that that that's his excuse. I don't know why he's not he, here. He doesn't listen to these anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you are working, Paul, I apologise. It's just, you know, um, and wishing Roscoe well. Um, I am joined this week by the incomparable Greg Hicks. How are you, sir? Hello. I, I never know if incomparable is a good or a bad thing. I know what the word means, but in regards to me, I never know if that's a good or a bad thing. You take it however you want. <laughs> <laughs> and, Fine, uh, I will. <laughs> I'm also joined by the enigmatic Toby Anderson. Oh, I like mine. Enigmatic. Yeah. That's better than incomparable. Fuck off. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you literally just made a comparison by yep. calling me incomparable. <laughs> like, the, the only reason you're an egg, 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 not, eggmatic is because I, I've known you're you. Eggmatic. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. This I've is been Sonic. Already okay. <laughs> you are a Sonic villain. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right. Uh, today we are going to be talking about the Xbox Series X and the fact that it's running apparently very hotly. Hotly. Um, it, 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 it's it's steaming man um we want to talk about uh, which games we think that might be great if they got on a tv show uh, about those ps4 games that won't run on the ps5 and let's, let's just start this week though with uh, our game of the week so let's start with greg greg what have you been playing this week what is your I... game of the week oh my game of the week oh, i think my voice finally broke then my game of the week is a game I'm playing on the Switch for review called Mind Seize. And I can't say that name properly because it makes me think of Mindhorn, you know, the Julian Barrett film, <laughs> yeah. which if you guys haven't seen it, is absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, it's a game called Mind Seize. It's a Metroidvania in the most conventional sense. Nice and colourful. It it's it looks like half pixel, sort of half flash, like Newgrounds style game. So like, like a Newgrounds game is trying to do pixel art. And I really like it. I like the gameplay and really getting involved in that but oh christ the, f- the story just makes me want to just like roll my eyes out of my ears They're just, it's so cringe and the artwork like for the cutscenes and the characters it's like you know when you see really bad uh sonic the hedgehog fan art which is like original content do not steal it's like someone's done that of every cliche from like firefly from like the matrix films <laughs> it's like You've got you've got your super serious scientist. You've got your your tough but badass mechanic. You've got your friggin' I don't know. No, he's a I don't know what the, the big stoic guy is. But you, like your mechanic is essentially um, Kaylee from Firefly, with, complete with small furry animal psychic cowboy bebop as well. That one with a little dog. Um, but the the actual artwork is pure pure cringe. It's so awful it's like ms paint versions of like anime fan art and i can't draw so i shouldn't be riffing on it too badly but i'm a critic so i'm gonna do that but oh god put story aside it's a great metroidvania i said i'm really enjoying it on the switch and switch is 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 a console suited to that kind of thing it's like playing super metroid again but yeah like it's like come come for the gameplay just ignore the story i don't know you get there's these 
it's all about like transferring minds into AI or super suit type things. It's pure anime, but like the worst kind of anime. <laughs> like your mind, these, there's, there's, there's these, there's these characters called the Ascended who were once human, but they're in giant like Gyver style armored suits now and your daughter gets kidnapped and you get your back snapped and then you've got your conscien- consciousness in a mag suit thing. I don't know. It's. I like how we all know what the worst kind of anime is. Uh, well, I'm not saying. <laughs> that's I'm not saying. A, I'm that's not a saying great. Guy, that's I'm a great no, no, saying... absolutely not that example. But we know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Saturday morning Funimation, terrible anime type. Oh yes. Not, not the golden era of like Akira and Ninja Scroll type anime. So, um, yeah, it's it's my game of the week, but it seems a bit like a, like I'm having this warring dichotomy that it's really good, but it's also awful. Because it's it, like gameplay wise, it's great. I, I love a good Metroidvania, as does Toby. But yeah, I mean, when my review's up, you'll see the kind of cringe I'm talking about. And you'll be like, did a 14 year old draw this after watching <laughs> after watching Naruto or something? It's yeah, it's weird. But that's they, that's my game of the week, recordingly. They, they are my favorite types of games. The ones oh, that you like this one. Well, it, well, not not so much just just the whole, you know, it, it's a good game, but it has one very bad, like um, Vampire. Yeah, oh, such yeah. A, a great game until it asks you to fight something, at which point it all falls apart. Well, I'm gonna, you know? I'm gonna see what I mean by the artwork. Okay. Um, We've all played one that's just got the most terrible art, to be honest. You'll see it now. I've just send it through. It's have it's a, a shocker. Have a quick gander. I'm sure this is great for. Oh, ooh. <laughs> okay. Oh, ooh. ooh. I mean, this is better than some I've seen, to be honest. But yeah, it's not good. That's no, really that's nice. that's got like the worst of Power Rangers written all over it. The Power Rangers, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah. so, so that's Toby... my game of the week. But um, yeah, Toby, please do better than mine, please, please. <laughs> Toby, what is your game of the week? Okay, um, I played a lot of demos this week, so not many big games, but my game of the week is Lucifer Within Us. And I'm going to get around talking about it because I'm going to talk about the demo that I played as part of Steam, Steam Autumn Festival. Um, so Lucifer within us, imagine like an, an abbey complete with all your monks and, and chanting and such, but existing in the world of cyberpunk 2077. Um, and all the monks are cybernetically communing with like their digital VR world. And that's the setting for Lucifer within us, which is like a closed room mystery solving game where you play as a digital exorcist, come to the abbey to solve a murder. It's really really interesting it's got a great setting as i've just explained but it's just the way that it kind of handles um dealing with testimonies so you can uh, what's the word interrogate your um your suspects for you know each of the murders that you come across in the main game but in the demo you just have the one um and find contradictions in their timelines and things and they they ha- they put their testimony all out in one go like a video editing like a scrubbable editing timeline and you can go through every different scene every statement that they've said contradict it with another one find you know one suspect that contradicts another or or corroborates another and it's just really fascinating and i just got found myself getting completely lulled into just zoning into this thing for an hour at a time just whoa hold on a minute I've just not done anything else for and I've just been completely when did that guy do that thing right there oh hold on a minute did that guy say that he was there at that time you know that kind of just minutia of cases and it was really 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 interesting um 
then you contradict them and you watch them try and explain their lies and the whole reenactment starts again and they've got a little section where they go oh this is what this is what i was actually doing really really satisfying um i'm glad to say that we've got a code for the main game so i'm reviewing that as well um and that should be out uh in the week on thursday so yeah that's my game of the week really 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 interesting um lucifer within us but you can try out a game demo if it's still available on monday when this goes out is it still available it um, might still be around but some some of them don't remove their demos straight away after the festivals but some of them are temporary well i'm going to throw this podcast off as soon as it's ready so if you're listening to this as soon as it goes live then yeah. go and download this demo stop listening to us and come back to us and um yeah it's really really good fun lucifer the, lucifer within us yes great, it's a great name too <laughs> what's uh, your uh, game of the week sean I'm going to cheat. It's going to be two, but I'm not going to mention... What? No, That's out it's, of order, man. It's, 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 it's kind of <laughs> not. It, okay. Yeah. That, <laughs> rules are said to be broken. <laughs> um, you might remember a while back, Ross had a visual novel game to review on the Switch called Among the Grooves. Yes. And yeah, he, he gave it a nine out of ten. And oh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a... You know, it kind of took him by surprise and it took a... You know, all of the reviews were glowing... But basically, the, the developers, Novabox, I'd never heard of them, but they have been making visual novels for uh, at least five years. And they are putting out two of their visual novels on Switch this week. And they are called uh, Along the Edge and Sears Isle. And I've been playing both of them to review. Um, I'm, the embargoes today, if you're listening to the podcast, my review won't be up because I didn't start them until late. There was a bit of a a miscommunication about who's reviewing the game, but we, we, we'll get there soon. We'll have a review up ASAP. Um, but what I played of these games is very promising. The artwork's stunning. The characters are really well fleshed out and I'm really interested to see where they go next. Um, these, these are my games of the week because despite the fact that I have played so many games this week, these are the two that I really want to get back to and play. <laughs> despite the half, you know, I have got so many, so many games on FIFA 21, uh, Monster Truck Championship, the, the Third Dawn 3 or whatever it's called. There's so many games I'm playing right now, but these are the two that are really, really interesting and they tell really great stories and they've got a lot of consequences due to, to your decisions. So those are my game of the week. So if you if you happen to see Along the Edge and Sears Isle on the Nintendo Switch store, it's worth a look. They sound pretty interesting. Yeah, I don't make like If I go into the narrative, I'm just going to spoil them. <laughs> no, that's cool. How, I like a good story uh, game, though, don't I? How bad is FIFA, though? I've not heard anything good about that at all. A lot of um, people saying it's like a copy and paste thing or something, and they yeah. were giving it. Was that IGN? That was IGN with the Switch version. Yeah, IGN. Yeah, that's a bad. Said, that is a bad review, man. The, the Switch version is exactly the same because yeah, they, that's they, that's what they did. It. They just said it's it's the yeah. same. It's, it's the same as last year's version. So we're just going to copy ours with a lower score. Yeah, but yeah, I've not so, heard anything good about the PS4 version. Uh, it's it's rough. I'll, I'll be honest it's been i didn't play last year's because i'll be honest with you since they finished the journey i when when they had the journey which i don't know if you guys i know you don't really follow <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> yeah, so yeah so the, the journey was basically I don't a story even know what the offside rule is yeah like i'm not gonna explain it now <laughs> <laughs> um the journey was like a story mode inside fifa so you played as a football player who was ri- rising through the ranks of the team etc like, like in fight night when you, when you start yeah right. yeah yeah, so, so basically he started off as like a bit of a jobber at this football club 
but you've got skills and then basically you with it, I mean it's the most outlandish story you've ever heard you get ends up playing with like loads of you know world-class players over the space of two seasons and his sister then gets picked for the England side for the women's football because that year the inclusion was women's football so they put like a big spotlight on it um but you know, since they stopped doing them and they did Volta football, I've just not been as interested because I think the Volta's, uh, so Volta's like a fever street, really small matches. And despite the fact that it is the most interesting part of the entire FIFA package for me, it's still boring. Um, and the gameplay is just, it's so sticky. Like everything feels really, st- compared to, to Pez, this year's Pez is, is really good. And it's, so Pez is the one that used to be ISS Pro, is that yeah. right? Okay, um, that's the only football game I've ever I, had. Yeah, yeah, I remember ISS on the 64. I'm not sure if it used to be. I mean, Pro Evolution Soccer has been around. I don't know if... Right, no, no, so it, was, ISS, it was. ISS then Pro, then... It was ISS. Now it's oh, Pez. Okay. Yeah, right. okay. And now it's eSports Presents or something like that? Uh, yeah, it's I like had... Pro Evolution Soccer's eSoccer. There you go. My, my Did one of them don't... come with the demo or something, of something else? Because I had ISS Pro 98 and it came with... Probably on the PlayStation. Something. It was Konami, so it probably came with some other Konami. Yeah, game. like Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was probably it. Da, 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 da. Go! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. And that would be a reason for you guys to buy a football game, wouldn't it? Exactly. Well, the I think I bought reason. it because of something that there was are a, twenty-two players in the pitch, but you can't see them because they're all camouflaged. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> the worst <laughs> spectators sport of all time. Yeah. Okay. Um, Impressive, Maradona. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall we do a quiz? Oh, do we have to? Oh, please. Oh, see. Oh so... no, we went off the opposite there. Yes, I want a quiz. Okay, yeah. let's do a quiz. Um, I, I've tailored this quiz to games that I know both of you have, have at least a mild interest in, have mentioned in the past. Okay? okay. Because this, like, I wasn't going to give, it's it's head-to-head. And this might be just your childhoods, like, bashing together. So, uh, let's give uh, this a go. It's going to be a good old-fashioned beat-off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> First thing to cut out. Thanks, Greg. Hey. Um, <laughs> Okay, question one. Um, in the Final Fantasy VII uh, remake... Oh, yay, okay. yes. <laughs> <laughs> question one. In the Final Fantasy VII remake, what combat minigame can you participate in by visiting the Sector Five slums? Fuck. Nope, that's not a correct answer. Um, question one. In the Final Fantasy VII remake, what combat minigame can you participate in by visiting the Sector Five slums? You want the name of the actual minigame, don't you? Yeah. Not, can I not just put what you do? I mean, it's the same thing. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. I played it through once and I was done with the game. Okay. Question two. What is the name of the main protagonist in Parasite Eve? Oh, this is the one that Ross had to Google that time. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't Google it. <laughs> this, this is the exact reason this question exists. Yeah. <laughs> so, question three: What is the name of the main protagonist in Parasite Eve? I still think he cheated. Because he's never mentioned this game before, or they never had a play. He never had a PlayStation. I can't remember what the the, the answer he gave was like Sarah or something. What did he Oh no, he, he came up when he went. John and I went. Oh, you don't. He went. No, it's blah blah. I thought you don't know that. You've never. You yeah. didn't have a PlayStation. You've do we, do we need her surname as well? Sorry. Uh, I'll take first name. Okay. I put, I put a surname. I think I can get her first name, but yeah. 
Make a guess at the second name. I won't yeah, mark okay, you on I'll the second I'll, name. I'll give it a guess. Okay, okay, question three in Final Fantasy VIII. What guardian force do you defeat then recruit in the fire cavern? Mm, I wonder what. <laughs> Luke, okay, this is just for the readers as well. Do you know, like, sorry, listeners, sorry. Um, My name's not Luke. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, question three he's, in he's Final Fantasy. one Fan. county away from telling us to calm down, calm down. <laughs> no, more than that, surely. I don't know, it's up north somewhere. People get. Hey, hey. People get people from Stoke mixed up with Liverpudlians all the time. Um, Silly accents, that's what does it. Yes. Okay, question three in Final Fantasy VIII. What Guardian Force do you defeat, then recruit in the Fire Cavern? Okay, question four. Suicoden 1 to 4 were all developed and published by which company? So, question four. Sweet Coden 1 to 4 were all developed and published by which company? And 5 as well. Yeah, but they had the co developer on that, so I took that the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, question 5. What is the name of the cyborg ninja in Metal Gear Solid? Do you want his real name? I'll take either. No. Yeah, I can give his code name. Question five, what's the Might name? I struggle of... with the real name. <laughs> Sorry. That's right. Uh, question five, what is the name of the cyborg ninja in Metal Gear Solid? Can I have two points for both? No. No. <laughs> no I'll give you half a point for each name. <laughs> so I have to get them both now to get one. Yes. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, question Don't six. Poke the bear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, question six. Uh, who do you have to call in order to save your game in Earthbound? Oh, tits. Ghostbusters? I was going to say that, but it'll go first answer. Oh, no, it's not the answers, is it? <laughs> you, can go, you can joke as much as you want here. Fuck, I've never played Earthbound. Um... Oh, who do you have to call to save the world? No, save the game. I think it's really To obvious. save the game? Oh. I think it's really yeah, I think I'm going to struggle with that one. Oh, okay. I, think, I think I know it because it's really obvious, but it's going to come back and bite me in the ass because it's too obvious. I don't know. I'll give it a go. Okay. Just for the listeners, uh, question six, who do you have to call in order to save your game in Earthbound? Okay. Earthbound. Earthbound. <laughs> <laughs> question seven. I, I apologize if I absolutely massacre these pronunciations. Um, Sion Barshard, <laughs> Alt Kruger, and Dominique Cross are all characters from which PlayStation 2 game? Yes, you did murder the names. Did I? I know Volt Kruger, that's for sure. Sion. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, even though it's spelled like Zion, it's Sion. <laughs> right, okay. Well, let's let's try that again then. Question seven. Sion Boshard, Volt Kruger, and Dominique Cross are all characters from which PlayStation 2 game? Colefo. Uh okay. the other one. Question eight. Which horror video? Yeah, let's try it again. <laughs> oh, video uh, game. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still like half eating Chinese here. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you said video game? Video yeah. <laughs> games. Um, okay, question eight. Which horror video game franchise came first? Was it Doom, Resident Evil, or Silent Hill? Is Doom a horror game? Um. 
I think it was when it released. You're in hell. <laughs> yeah, but he seems to be enjoying himself. I wouldn't call that. <laughs> no, you're not in hell. <laughs> Wait, way too much, probably. Yes, no, but... You're not in hell. You're in Mars. Okay, you're First on Mars, one. but the Helltech is. Yeah. Okay, so for the listeners, uh, which horror video game franchise came first? Oh, God, this question. Oh, horror video game. <laughs> Real game. Which horror video game franchise came first? Doom, Resident Evil, or Silent Hill? Okay, question nine. In the first Super Smash Brothers video game, how many playable characters are there? Eight, ten, or twelve? Ooh. That's the first one on the... Yeah. No, take a punt on that one. Yeah. Okay, question nine in the first Super Smash Bros. video game. I'll tell you what. Try not to laugh. I'm trying to put you off your flow. But... Uh, it... <laughs> Smario well, Match Bros. I'm having a mare. Um, in the first Super Smash Bros. video game, how many playable characters are there? Eight, ten, or twelve? And finally, question ten, thank Christ. <laughs> Which Mega Drive game features a main character named Sketched Turner? Question 10, which Mega Drive game features a main character named Sketch Turner? And that was all 10 questions. Ooh. How do you think that was? How do you, how did you, how do you get on, Tobe? How many do you think you got? Uh, I reckon a good, good eight. Oh, okay. Pretty confident, yeah. Greg? Um, I'm fairly confident. You better both not get eight because I'm got a tiebreaker after make uh, one up. <laughs> no, I've learned. I've learned when it comes to taking the money or gambling, I should just take the money. Because last time I was like, no, let's do a tiebreaker. I lost the pool's stupid ass logic. Fair enough. Stupid ass logic of googling the answer and then saying five, five increments lower. <laughs> okay, right. Let's get into some topics then. So, also, the first... I sent my answers to both you and Toby. Uh, let's get into our topic. Um, the first topic this week is about the Xbox Series X. So there have been a number of previews that have come out this week. And one of the takeaways is the fact that this console runs very hot. Um, people have described it as being as hot as a radiator. And during a few live stream events um, where people have been actually messing around with it, people have taken the hard drive, so the, the SSD card that comes, you know, the proprietary one that you can slide in and slide out. And people have actually been slightly burned by it. So people have obviously voiced their concerns to Xbox and um, the lovely mouthpiece at Xbox, Aaron Greenberg, has uh, responded to say... Don't the con- touch the hard drive then, you dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> don't Deal touch the it. inside. Don't if throw hot, batteries don't in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to need to make a very substantial um, you know, health and safety manual like the old uh, Nintendos used to come with. I can imagine just Aaron Greenberg going, yeah, but mine's really cold because mine is a fridge. <laughs> from that bloody video that we did. Here's what what he actually said. Um, The console will output system heat out of the exhaust, just as any other console will. Our engineering team confirmed the heat leaving the console is not significantly different than Xbox One X. This matches my experience at home. Quiet, fast, and impressive power for the size. So... This ad was brought to you by Microsoft. That's what she said. (laughs) Has someone someone actually told them that they're making a games console and not a car? Yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> Some games would be great, thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm really disappointed that Adam Morth isn't at, at Microsoft anymore. Uh, this is the guy that said, you know, if if you don't like this, we've got a console for the for you. 
yeah. Um, I would really wish that he'd be there to like, you know, if you don't, if you don't like not getting burns, then we've got a console for you. It's called the Xbox One. Um, <laughs> so the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I went through five Xbox 360s. I did three, so that's a um, pretty good going. So Whoa, I only went through one, just one. What? Was it? Was yours a launch one though? No. Ah, there we go then. No, I, I came in two years late. So you were lucky too. Mm. Um, I, I think a lot of us in those early days, we we'd had enough by the end of it. And at, at one point, you know, Microsoft did admit the fact that they knew there would be a significant failure rate with the consoles during manufacture, but they still shipped them anyway. I have never trusted Microsoft. And this is why I only had an Xbox One for the first time this year. And well, you know, in December. I'm worried about the Xbox Series X now because uh, previews from the PS5 have said that it runs within an hour, for, for an hour worth of play, it's nice and cool and it's very quiet. And it's got lots and lots of fans because we saw the teardown video. That's not been the case for the Xbox Series X. People are saying that it's hot and hot enough to make you want to juggle an expensive memory card because it's too hot to handle. Is anyone else worried? I'm going to start with you, Greg. Are you worried about this? Are you, or are you confident that Microsoft have just got a console that's like a radiator and a games console? I'm not worried. I'm well beginning to wonder they're not even trying anymore. They're almost <laughs> just like, eh, X Cloud. <laughs> yeah. um, it's kind of worrying that you think, given the development time they supposedly had for the X Series X times two, whatever it's called, you think they would have stress tested these things? Mm. it's a bit worrying that now um what three weeks before launch they're going oh yeah we might have some heat issues like really yeah yeah i mean the, the, i would expect the components that are in there because this is basically the most you know high-end pcs apart from obviously the you know the new graphics card that's just come out that nobody can get yeah it, it's the best that, that the market can buy in pretty much every department and you know that this is going to run hot. And they designed the console in a specific way to have that whole, you know, that they did that really cool 3D graphics where it was like a vortex running through the middle of the Xbox Series X as like a, you know, a fan that would pull the air through. Yeah. You would think that would be enough. And I've so, never seen a high-end PC run too hot to touch. And... You're right, I don't think we should worry about it because I don't think anybody on this team, apart from Andy, is really rushing out to get one. Yeah, sure. But, but it was just... As a general sort of thing to the public, though, then, yeah, they should kind of worry about that. Yeah. Toby, because if someone any... actually burns themselves, imagine if someone doesn't follow the news, for example, gets their hot new... Gets their brand new Xbox. <laughs> get your hot new Xbox right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hot like, press. Sound like hot coals. <laughs> they mean hot cakes. Nope. Sound like hot coals. Um, say someone doesn't read the press and you know the the bump behind it gets one and then goes oh I can't wait to change my hard drive and accidentally burns himself. You imagine the liability behind that. Mm. Kind of worrying that yeah this this is kind of going to be stress tested and people get paid to not have this happen. Very true. I like to picture uh, the black tower of the the new Xbox with like a heat haze coming off the top like like a mirage on the desert. Yeah, you know, like and and people suspending a skillet over the top and cooking some sausages and I like to think it just goes that um, kind of thing. You do some like intense loading and it st installs a game and you get like a um 
uh, like it just goes and I just vents this massive ball of steam at the top like your game is done <laughs> like a little mushroom cloud comes yeah, out the yeah. top of the fan <laughs> like, so whoa okay Ding. crisis can it run crisis yeah probably not like. <laughs> boom <laughs> Um, I, I would say that, yeah, because because of the reason that I'm not going to buy it straight away, um, I'm not all that worried. Exactly like you said, Sean. Um, they probably will fix this kind of thing in you know version 2.0 or whatever that that comes down the line. Probably invisibly comes down the line, um, and we don't even realize that it's an actual new new console. Um, you know, six months from now. Um, I do also think that journalists as a whole like to exaggerate and someone you know a lot of youtubers you know looking for views etc oh i've been burnt from this thing that's probably not that hot to be honest it's, it's like the old switch cartridges isn't it like we've coated the switch cartridges to make sure that p- kids don't swallow them so you had a generation of youtube star yeah, trying like to swallow going, things oh how bad does it taste oh it's really horrible like yes they <laughs> did that on purpose and those tide pods you know they're delicious uh, too yeah um <laughs> i kind of think that they're probably right that it doesn't produce much more heat than an xbox one x um, but you know, if I can run my the games on it and plastic gets warm, but it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't melt and it's been tested to see that it doesn't melt and it's not going to actually cause a problem. There are plenty of gaming PCs that are high end like this that get pretty warm. Um, you know, you could probably, you know, hold your hand up against them and it would warm your hand pretty pretty good. But it's not going to burn you. I think that seems a little bit far fetched. Um, I don't think. I know you're saying that the you know there was a red ring of death and there was lots of problems with Xbox 360, but I kind of think that for the exact same re- reason that um, Greg's saying they'd get in you know hot water legally, they wouldn't be sending out um, into the wild Xboxes for you know Alana Pierce to play with if they thought that Alana Pierce was going to get burnt. Um, you know, I just think it's I think it's probably a bit of an over exaggeration. Good point. It's that that is that is one of the issues of taking. The views of a YouTuber. Yes. Yeah. These are the guys that are like, oh my God. Yeah. Just they watch a, this... a video that you <laughs> would never react to and it's, oh, that's amazing. What's up, like, what are you doing? I hate reaction videos. I will never watch reaction videos um, for this exact reason. Okay. Um, <laughs> do, do make sure to check out our PS5 reaction video. <laughs> it's, it's great when it's someone that you like reacting, but I don't like most YouTubers. <laughs> also, I, I, I think our, our reactions are pretty genuine. Genuine, yeah. Yeah, yeah and know. I watch Alana Pierce, so I, that's fine. But it's it's when you don't like them. It's when it's a, you know a, a kid that's far too young with a shock of bleached blonde hair and Mr. Fucking Beast or whatever he's called. I can't be bothered with it. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Hannah. I got loads of money. <laughs> I do think okay. the um the PS5 is really big because it's got a massive cooling system and it's probably going to run a lot cooler than this machine. Um, because you know what do we see in there? There's like pipes and things that that draw draw off the heat, and it's just yeah. definitely got a better idea for what a cooling system should be. Yeah, well, I, I um I got a message from my brother yesterday. Um, he Watch the PS5 teardown, and the first thing he messaged me was that uh, heatsink is a bit of a beast. And I said, mm. "Yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool." And he says, "If you ever hard up, just let me know because that amount of copper will be worth something in a couple of years' time." <laughs> <laughs> so you know, just letting you know, my brother can. I take a PS. In the post-apocalyptic world, I'm going to be tearing down PS5s for the <laughs> copper, exactly. and selling them to a scrapyard. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, let's move on. So 
this week um, we've seen news that The Witcher is getting his, another season. Obviously, that's not news, but we did see some nice swanky new armor for Geralt. Um, we've seen that Resident Evil is getting a TV show and a movie reboot at Netflix. The movie reboot's been discussed for a while, yeah, because Paul Anderson and Mila Jovovich, like, how dare they ruin our franchise? And Capcom are like, uh, sorry, who's, who's <laughs> you franchise? already ruined it, man? Yeah, you did a bad enough <laughs> job of that. <laughs> Yeah, that is the zombie of a franchise, and it's oh, done. yeah. Um, we... And we've also seen that this week, Kingdom Come Deliverance, um, that weird medieval game where you play as like a peasant that makes good, uh, is currently looking for a director and a writer to make it into a TV show or movie. They can't quite decide. Why? If that gets made before Uncharted, I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Why does yeah. Kingdom, Kingdom Come in itself is a massive game that plays out a saga anyway? Why would you want to watch a show about it? Um, well, that's the set. You could say that for The Witcher. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Um, so my question to you guys is: obviously, it seems like right now Hollywood are picking whatever they can out of gaming to make into TV shows and movies. Uh, I was wondering what you thought would actually make a decent one. No. You know? So let's start with uh, Toby. What would be your pitch for a video game that would make a decent TV series? Okay. Um, if I have to pick just one, because I've got a couple of other no, ideas. No, no, you, can... you, you pitch as many as you want, and okay. I'll green light them as we go. Okay, yeah. I'll pitch a couple then. Um, so my first one, and you know, getting you hot on the first one, is Red Dead Redemption. Okay? So we don't have enough Westerns these days. The last couple of Westerns that I have watched have been pretty good. I like a Western. We've got West world that's now gone so far from being a Western it's gone into being, you know, just completely the other side. It's all in the real world now. So oh, got none of that, it's got none of that fun stuff. Um, and I think a gang of outlaws, you know, the, the, the John Marston's and such and um, Dutch would just make a fantastic storyline. Um, there's so many greys in there, in that storyline, so many um, situations that they get into that you can just not call who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. Um, it would make a fantastic series. That's my first one. Okay, that's a green light. Let's give us that. Okay, cool. Uh, Fallout is my second one. Um, I think, although Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt stole the idea of the Fallout bunker right at the beginning, because she does come out of a Fallout bunker, I think a Fallout series would work really well. Um, first series would be probably in the bunker, um, where you think this is the whole, you know, the, the entirety of the storyline before by the end of you know 10 episodes they open the vault and find out that there is an entire world out there everyone didn't die you know there is there is lots of stuff still going on and entire new factions and america's been remade and all this kind of stuff it would be um, a really a, fun way brendan, to do it was there a brendan fraser film like that as well where he comes out of a there could well be but i don't watch a whole lot of brendan fraser movies why not <laughs> mummy was great <laughs> um what about that one sean um, yeah, I like the idea of a Fallout movie. I just don't know how, because each one is the same but different. So each each game, as you know, we've got the same setup. You, you know, you have a character who's either coming out of a bunker or is like basically a blank slate. It's really hard to personalise with those characters. You kind of have to make them your own. Yeah, they'd Whereas, have to go with a particular character, wouldn't they, for sure? Yeah, I'm just... I'm I, thinking I Fallout yeah. 3, like the beginning with the vault and... That's, yeah. that's the one I'm kind of envisaging. It, it would be great to have like a lead into the vault as well. You know, like, I can't remember, is it four or three? Or New Vegas? Or, no, it's definitely not New Vegas. Where you actually go into the vault 
yeah, you should get the whole first series, I reckon, in the vault. Yeah, cool. So that you get a real good idea of that. You know, you think this series is about something in particular, and then it's not. You know that oh, that proper that that fake fake out. Yeah, green light. Yeah, okay, we got two. This is again expensive, Toby. Okay, cool. Um, Greg, do you want to go? I've still got some others. Uh, can do. Um, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. I don't want to. I don't want to steal ones you might have. That's all. Uh, well, the obvious pick would be The Last of Us because everyone's been crying out for that for ages. Um, it's being made. Oh, is it actually being made now? Is it? Yeah. I thought it was just you know ideal casting that kind of thing. I'd like to see Control made into a TV series. I think exploring the old house would be great. Um, sort of like a monster of the week kind of thing with the AWEs and all that kind of stuff and the objects of power. I think that'd be quite cool. Um, so yeah, I think that'd be worthy. Yes, absolutely. That would be cool. uh, something from the From universe. I think Sekiro would be too, too sort of corny. I would, well, it's not a From game, but it's in that kind of thing. I like to see The Surge made as a TV show. Oh, I think this, The Surge... Okay. Would be quite cool, like, like, uh, like, so like Toby said, like, you know, it's the fallout kind of thing of uh, waking up and everything's gone to shit. But the surge is more like in in real time; it doesn't happen over like a massive period. Like society's already um, used to like the tech and the robots and that kind of stuff. But the premise of the surge, the first one, is um, behind the scenes of this massive company. It's all gone a bit tits up, and you get surgically augmented. And then you get dumped into this waste ground and you're basically trying to fight your way out of a rogue AI sort of strewn city, really. And I think that'd be good, good premise, like meeting survivors on the way, all that kind of crap, taking on, uh, you know, giant units and stuff like that. I think that's got potential. Yes, green like that too. <laughs> and Sean's got a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, and... money bags over here from Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call me uh, just just one more, and I think that's going to be my, my final pitch. Um, I would like to see an LA Noir style TV show. Ooh, that's a good. But then we've already had that with LA Confidential. I mean, that is the film that LA Noir was kind of riffed off. You know, cop rises to the ranks, gets disgraced. But still, you could, it's an old movie. You could redo that. Yeah, you could have. Um, you can see more like the vice side of things like Roy Earl, who's like a massive dick. So you'd actually see like more behind the scenes because the, the newspapers you picked up showed more like Harlan Fontaine's um, like shitbaggery and stuff like that. And the, the morphine side of things, but, like you can see more like the, the dickish side of like the Earl, uh, the, the vice cops are like Roy Earl and all that kind of shit. And like the rookie that comes up through the ranks gets disgraced because the, I mean, I, I guess you guys have both played it, haven't you? Mm. Yep. I thought the, the affair, that Cole had was so out of nowhere just for the sake of a story. Like he's happily married, he goes to a jazz club and suddenly he's now with this German singer. And it's like, really? You kind of shoehorn that in there, didn't you? So, I mean, they could, <laughs> yeah, they could do something with that. I, I, I think I wrote an article about that, how that is very obviously part of a game that, that never got made. Like there's, there's so much more to this game that never got put together. It was just, it was just Phelps goes to the jazz lounge. Like, all right, cool. Man blows off steam. And then suddenly like his wife's chucking him out and he's shacking up with Elsa. You're like, what? Really? Yeah. I, I, I just got, I, I imagine that the rumors that came out of this game where, you know, Rockstar came down to team Bondi and they walked in the door and it was just like chaos. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it was like that, the gif of the darkest timeline, you know, a guy chucking a jump around on fire and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I just get the feeling that you know that that bit of the game was probably part of a longer storyline that just got absolutely yeah, canned. It's got scrapped. Yeah, I mean, like, like the last the... missions in Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, just, yeah. There's no more money, man. You have got to stop. <laughs> the, the DLCs that came out um, fitted in to this. Like, you don't do them at the end of each like case desk. They come in. Like, if you, I got the complete version on PS4, so it's mm. not like it's. <laughs> it's not much better um it's not like you do you do the vice desk and then you play this dlc at the end it's they're interwoven so they are i mean my my guess was they were originally planned and then cut and sold as dlc a mm, bit like deus ex yeah yeah exactly they missed the whole missing link you need stuff. you need the bit in the middle <laughs> the literal missing link yeah that pissed me off when that yep. happened <laughs> um so yeah i think that'd be my my final pick they could expand on the la noirians or even turn that into the whole horror the orient thing that got cancelled yeah yeah, I did, did. Did you hear that the guy who is Brandon so, McNamara? Yeah, he he is currently doing. So he did the VR version of um, Eleanor, the Case Files thing. Yeah, and then he's working with Rockstar on another VR game. Okay. So he he was bit, well, whether this is true or not. So mm. <laughs> he said he's working on another VR game with Rockstar. Um, people are kind of presuming that this is the next big thing for next gen with like, you know, GTA five with VR, which, you know, what's the worst that could happen. <laughs> so I, I would like to see though, is um, more of the street fire assassins fist stuff. They did. Did you guys ever watch that? No, no, it was really good. It was like a, cause I remember they, they tried to, kickstart something for ages and then obviously Mortal Kombat had like Mortal Kombat Legacy and all that kind of stuff um, but they did a, a series called Assassin's Fist which told the story of Ken and Ryu and um, like their master Gokun and his brother Goki that became Akuma and it was really well shot uh, they, they, they left a teaser at the end of that which was going to be like the World Warriors tournament and it kind of never really happened was this like a YouTube Creation. Started off on YouTube and then oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen there it. was a there was that Street Fighter Legacy which became like the two the two fighting back in yes. like 2010, 2012, something like that. And then um yeah, the Kickstarter just funded the series and it was really good. So I'd love to see more of that. But I mean we're talking I don't know, nearly ten years ago now, so oh, well the, those actors are definitely not gonna look the same then, are they? No. Um, um I've got I've got two more if you want them. Yes, shoot. Right. Uh Persona five. I'd watch a full anime series of Persona 5 um, and you could do it as a, like they, they go into people's minds, don't they? And they change the hearts of bad adults, but they could do that on a sort of episode by episode basis, um, seeing the sort of dark inner world that these people have and the change of hearts and then out of it. It's got a good structure or are you going to school in Japan and having that sort of episode um, dungeons where you deal with adults. Um, I think that would work really, really well as an episodic structure for a TV series. That's my first one. But I think it should be an anime because it would be pretty weird to see all of those characters as um, live action. Yeah, I totally agree with that because uh, like, have you seen the Stains Gates anime? Uh, yeah. So like it's... Or at least I've seen trailers of it. It's like a, a such a massive compliment to the game. And, you know, it's amazing that the Persona games haven't really had that They've massive... They've got some little anime things, little overs that have been made, but there's not like a proper thing as far as I'm aware. No, it would be cool when like obscure visual novel games can get like full anime series yeah. and 
um, the Persona really needs one. So yes, agreed on that, yeah. Cool. And um, my last one is um, God of War, the new God of War. So I think there's a, there's a lot of uh, room for a TV show where you've got, you know, the grizzled old father who's, um, raise, you know, he's trying to raise his son on a journey to find the, find the uh, mother. Um, and, you know, he'd previously been very distant with this kid. You know, they're traveling through Norse mythology, all that kind of stuff that we all, you know, we've all played that game and know that story. And it's just got so many good beats to it and so many sort of, you know, father son sort of struggles and, and it would make a great series. I think that's a strong one that they should probably what, what they're doing here obviously is mining as you know gaming because it's just it's making more money than than movies and has done for the last you know five years ten years or so there, there's more money in those games than there is actually in going to these big budget films it makes a lot of sense to steal all the stories they've stolen all the ones from novels already yeah yeah um yeah i, I like the story of god of war i just don't know how i mean it would have to be a short series <laughs> yeah maybe it's just a limited one i mean we'd have to see how the story develops in got in god of war 2 and see if there was loads and loads of scope for you know a second or third season there yeah um but you know he could he could have flashbacks of the greek mythology you know you could you could roll in as much other mythological places as you wanted really that it, it would all fit yeah boy go to boy yeah yeah, it would be great to see if 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 they don't um, explore this further in the games. I think it would be great to see what happens to Kratos between the whole, you know, their their side of the entire of Greece um, and turning up in you know Norway yeah. with a wife. I think you know we've had little teasers, but I think it'd be great to see. You know, how did he did he just decide to stop off at Egypt and kill? You know, Anubis <laughs> on a vacation. Exactly. exactly. That's the kind of thing I think we could just roll it all into one. What about you, Sean? Have you got some ideas? We can green light, green light them. Okay. Um, my first is a prequel to Bioshock. Um, so interesting. I, I think Bioshock is pretty great because uh, most of the characters you meet, you get to know through audio logs and things. And... You know, you don't really get to interface with that many characters that aren't just telling you what to do, but you do get a sense of the characters that existed in Rapture before you turned up and everything was on sh on fire or underwater, obviously. So um, I think a prequel about setting up Rapture and the the politics that go on that leads to, you know, everything going to turd um, would be a good show because I think we you see a lot of that in the games already but I don't think that's been explored enough yeah sort of business tycoon sort of thing where they you know he has to get the money together to build rapture underwater and all that kind of yeah, stuff you want to see Andrew Ryan at a shareholder meeting going, I've got a crazy idea I've got this big plan yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know you say my ideas always sink well <laughs> It's it's got this 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 like whole like late capitalism thing that I think would reflect modern day, uh, like you could make it really poignant, you know how you know you got the whole gig economy nowadays, and I think you know you've got Andrew Ryan who's desperate to pull together something that can get away from, you know, everyone's worth to sweat on their own brow and stuff like that. So, um, I, th I think that could be decent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Green light. Thanks. I like it. Um, Assassin's Creed, 
because I'm one of the three people that really liked the movie. And yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't want them to carry on the movie sub franchise. What I want them to do is do another, okay, um, I want them to keep it with the whole going into the Animus, going back to different time periods, trying to find artifacts, but I want it to have nothing to do with the games or the existing movie, just basically a series set in Assassin's Creed with an entire new um, time frame, just so we could do Feudal Japan finally, because they're not going to do yes. a Feudal Japan. They won't do a Feudal Japan game now because... Um, Everyone wants it. Well, because of Ghost of Tsushima. Exactly. Ghost of Tsushima is like eating the lunch. So They're doing Vikings, though, which is like <laughs> boring. <laughs> this is the transitional year. We'll get a good one next time. Vikings is... are boring. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is this is the Assassin's Creed Unity of recent time. You know, it's going to be there's going to be bugs. It's going to be horrible, but we'll get through it. Don't worry. Um, and my last one is Edith Finch. So what remains of Edith Finch? Yeah, that'd be depressing. Mm. That's interesting. Well, the the reason like you see these on like ensemble not ensemble films like the films that are pulled together like a jigsaw where you've got you know one part shot in in a widescreen, another part shot done in claymation another done in animation and you know the, the way that they pulled edith finch together and each person's death they designed it entirely differently with different systems and mechanics and i think it'd be great to have because i think the stories that they tell the mini stories are actually really interesting like the swing um obviously the bathtub um uh. yeah but i think this there's some that would could could be done better like the hunting um with you know where you're looking uh, through the telescope at the sceneries and obviously the train line i think i think they could have been done better as film rather than the game so i just think as i i love that story um and i love the way that that story's been told already but i think it could make a really great film yeah i think that gets a green light too i'm not sure about assassin's creed sorry oh <laughs> They'll do it because anyway. we've had a really you, bad movie you, already. You can have your dream, Sean. Don't let Toby squander that for you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fine. You know, the, out of everything, that's the one that's going to get actually green listened to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on. So we also this week got a list of um, PS4 games that will be not compatible with the PS5. And they are as follows. It's a list as long as my arm. <laughs> are you a t-rex today um, <laughs> um the the list is dwvr afro samurai 2 revenge of kuma volume 1 tt Isle of man ride on the edge 2 just deal with it shadow complex remastered robertson the journey journey we sing hitman go definitive edition shadwen and joe's diner so how many is that nine it's not many so out of the nine, I haven't even heard of about five of them. <laughs> I mean, a, little bit, so, a little bit lame about Shadow Complex, but I mean... Yeah, that's a good game. That is a good game. But then, oh no, it's been around for long enough and there's plenty of means to play otherwise. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think um, you should all just deal with it. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> it's like hidden in the middle, like subtext. Just deal with the fact that you can't play these nine games. They, they should have put just like a, a, a blank space between the rest of the list <laughs> exactly. and then just that one. Yeah. Um, it's just as like to, to punctuate the whole list. Um, it's, it's pretty incredible that for quite a long time, people have been panicking about backwards compatibility on PS5. 
And this is the list when it comes down to it of games that aren't backwards compatible. Now, My I favourite own... games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not Hitman Go. <laughs> I own, hang on a minute, one, two, three, four, five, six. I own seven of these games. Wow. I own Shadow Complex on the Xbox. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's the only one. <laughs> now, the the one thing that I, I am slightly worried about is that there is a disclaimer at the bottom of this list that says that this list uh, might not is not finalized and might grow. No, we haven't tested the other hundred and yeah, what two yeah. three thousand games. Well, there's four thousand plus the games. Work experience now. guys, guy, he's just sat there. He's got to do them one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> to do list. Oh god. So, there is the opportunity that this there is the possibility. That this list might grow, uh, and, and some of these are recent games, which is a bit of a worry. So obviously, uh, TT Isle of Man, Ride on the Edge Two. I reviewed that this year. The mm. PS4. Mm, that is a funny one. Um, and I, I would be very interested to know how why these aren't backwards compatible. Um, and I, I hope that we one day find out why. Um, but Greg, are you are you disappointed that these? these games won't be forwards compatible. No, should I be? Uh, not really, no, because they're games I don't play. And uh, like I said, I've got Shadow Complex. I mean, Hitman Go was fun when I played it on an iPad, but I'm not uh, not completely broken up about it, no. Right, okay. It's nine, nine games in the grand scheme of thousands is not really something to be... If it was the big ones, like some of the big ones, like, like oh yeah, God of War doesn't work because we're going to do a remaster of it, you know. Um Spider-Man's not going to work because you've got to buy the deluxe version, but make sure you put your coat on the lower hook, the, 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 whatever. Um, <laughs> that's a Monty Python reference from the other week. Um, yeah, then I'd be a bit annoyed because I'd be like, I fucking got that game sat there in front of me. But um, nah, ain't too bothered. No. Um, Toby, are, are you slightly concerned that this list exists at all because... The Xbox version, you know, Xbox Series X doesn't have a list because everything's backwards compatible. Yeah, it's interesting, like you said, why are those nine games not backwards compatible? What What is it that those nine games are doing or not doing? Or, you know, is there a particular bit of code or is there a particular, you know, chip that they used that isn't going to be in the next one? You know, what, what is it that's that's happening in those particular games and if that's the case you know how many more are going to pop up saying actually we use that effects chip as well or you know whatever it might be um i i yeah it, it does worry me a little bit but it's 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 still going to be at the vast majority of games i still think that will be the case when we look back at four thousand odd games that are on the ps4 it will still be three thousand eight hundred and whatever it might grow to you know a couple of dozen or something but it probably won't be something massive. Um, and they'll be really, like most of the time, probably pretty obscure. Otherwise, the big studios will jump in and say, you know, well, we can make that backwards compatible. You know, we need to just do this, this, and this. And they just re-release it with a patch or something. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think it's going to be something massive. But yeah, I would like to know why. Yes, me too. Um, fingers crossed we'll be able to talk about that next week. Because... I really want to know why I won't be able to play Afro Samurai 2 Revenge of Kuma Volume God 1 damn it. on the PS5. <laughs> that was the one they pulled, wasn't it? Because it was awful. 
Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> they've, I, pulled, they've pulled it because it wasn't compatible with the yeah. PS1. No, I mean, I, I, I really like Afro Samurai, the anime and the film. Um, and I remember playing the Xbox 360 game. And it was good fun. It was it just really, that's what Samurai Jack reminded me of. Just the by the numbers, carrying on the same story kind of thing. But yeah, I remember the second one. It was like, don't get Kuma's Revenge because it's awful. So, okay. And then they pulled it. Yeah, I reviewed it. Ah. Um, I I can't remember giving a lower score um, while I was working at the particular website. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> you've given some low ones, Sean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've given some awesome <laughs> kickings. But now, at, that, at that particular website, we didn't really review anything that we'd bought ourselves or gone out and sourced. Right. So we would just review the codes. And yeah, I give that game a right kicking. It deserved it. Don't like get me wrong. Um, anyway, moving on. And it's no great shakes that it's not coming back. Everybody, on it's, PS5. It's, it's just it's just a shame that like for for some of these games, there's a shame, and I get the feeling that like you know maybe um, we sing isn't coming across because of licensing issues, and the same with TT Isle of Man right on the edge. Shadwen had a really terrible frame rate, so that might be why it's not coming across, but. It's just a shame that these won't be available digitally because of like preservation's sake. Like, you know, if you don't know the mistakes you made in the past, you're doomed to re- repeat them. So when somebody in 10 years' time goes, let's make an Afro Samurai game, there's never been one of them. And then, you know, they find out that there was one and it was horrible. Mm. And they can't play it and learn from the mistakes that the people in the past <laughs> made. <laughs> I think I think you need more than a decade for this thing to this theory to work. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. All right. <laughs> when they're looking back at them fifty years from now, and we're like, I can't play any of those games because there's no digital archive of these things. Then yeah, totally. Okay, we yeah. should have the digital archives. But yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. So indie corner this week, um, we're going to do something a little bit different. Because I've been super busy elsewhere, but Toby has been delving into the um, Steam Autumn Festival, and he has kindly asked... Is someone's got to... Yeah, someone's <laughs> got to do it. <laughs> Toby, Toby's kindly pulled together some of his favourites from the festival, so I'll hand it over to you. Cool. Thank you very much, Sean. Um, indeed, I'm taking over Indie Corner, because um, Sean's on hosting duties. I have found four Indie Beauties, um, to talk about from the Steam Autumn Festival this weekend. Um, probably by the time that this goes live, um, you won't have the opportunity to get these demos, but you should wish list them anyway. If you put things on your Steam wish list, um, then that really helps the developers to know what kind of interest there is in their games. So first up, um, I think we mentioned this one in passing before, uh, Land of Screens, it's called. So it's a 2D story-rich adventure, sort of slice of life, everyday life sort of thing. Um, with artwork that looks like Steven Universe meets South Park. I kind of love games like this that have a sort of a bit more than average narratives and Land of Screens is really well written. The demo was just kind of a beautiful slice of life story about a young girl called Holland um, who's just gone through a massive breakup and her phone is blowing up about it, um, but she doesn't really want to deal with any of it and instead wants to go completely cold turkey on the whole online thing. So she wants to avoid her phone, she wants to avoid everyone who's on screens, but this is completely impossible in the modern world. Um, Everyone is on their phone, everyone's life is completely in their phone and on social media and it just becomes apparent even in the short time the demo is playing that it's just so difficult to leave that all behind 
go cold turkey is almost impossible in these day in this day and age and she finds it you know really hard and it just becomes a really interesting story about how that works like how physical media is really you know kind of we should we should preserve physical media as well rather than just having everything online um and i, I really really liked it. it had a really nice style a really charming style to it if you like night in the woods and i know um, night in the woods was um was something he really really liked i think he'd really really like this as well um it's in, in quite a few ways it's a very similar sort of a game um but yeah i really loved it uh, if anyone gets a chance to play that demo um the game looks like it's coming out next year land off screens really good uh second is casey and the wild masks which we've definitely mentioned um but uh, got a chance to play the 2.0 demo um if you've not heard of this yet it's like uh, all the platformers in the 90s mixed together a throwback sort of pixel art 2d platformer that um would feel it feels perfect after the, a week I've, I've had playing crash bandicoot anyway so um casey is a rabbit whose ears can spin and glide and climb and do all sorts of fun stuff. Um, she's a bit like Tails in that way. So she looks like Tails when she's flying with her ears um, and Crash when she's spinning with them. It's um, it's a really great demo. It's coming from Sodesco and, um, you know, they've put out a couple of pretty good games in, the, in their time. Um, I found it just to be incredibly smooth as well. I think that's one of the things I've, I've, I've noticed most about the demo is a platformer that's just really fun, really smooth, really responsive. So um, yeah, it should be on everyone's radar if they're like a good platformer. Uh, third of four, um, so third is Disjunction. So um, again, we mentioned this one um, on the site the other day because I think a, a trailer came out. Um, I know Roscoe and Greg like the look of it. So it's a sort of um, cyberpunk, Deus Ex looking storyline and, and world, but it's a kind of pixel art Metal Gear um, sort of stealth, top-down stealth game. Uh, you have your cones of vision on the on the enemy guards and a, a you know a good storyline about corporate you know takedowns and things like that within that sort of world. Um, and it looks really fun. And um, the demo played quite well. Uh, it was uh, it was you know easy to pick up and do stuff. You could play the whole thing non-lethal if you like, you know, that the way that um, you kind of wanted to play Deus Ex sometimes and uh, and couldn't do because of the bosses. So it will be interesting to see if the whole game is actually non-lethal possible as well. Um, but you certainly could in the demo. And lastly is a bit of a different one. So um, this one might be a, something of a surprise. It's called Heroes Escape and not hero as in the word hero like a superhero, hero as in the Japanese name hero. So Heroes Escape. I found this for the first time ever on Saturday, delving into the Steam Festival demo list. It's a top-down 2D stealth game, so a little bit like Disjunction in that respect, but it's set in feudal Japan. And the difference is it's a four-color Game Boy style game. So everything's just green. <laughs> um, you've got like a dark green, middle green, pale green, you know, and, and there's four of them and that's it. Um, but the uh, the actual game that I played was just fantastic. So um, Hero is a young peasant boy um, and his peasant family are scattered by a samurai raid and he must cross the war-torn countryside um, past, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these samurai mercenaries um, to get back and reunite with his family. And it's structured like these dozens and dozens of these little stealth challenges, um, you know, getting from one side of the, are the area to the other and then, you know, onto the next one and you get a little rating and all that kind of stuff, um, which means it's very bite-sized and it suited something like a, like a Switch. I don't think it's coming to Switch at this point, it's just coming to Steam and Itch.io. But um, absolutely charming, had a real feel of a old samurai movie to it, but at the same time, just this really quaint Game Boy 
you know, easy to pick up bite style game, bite size style gameplay. Um, and that one really, really surprised me. Um, so yeah, that's it. Four games uh, for the indie corner this week from me. Cracking. Thank you very much. I'm very much looking for. I, I really like the Game Boy, like the rise of the Game Boy aesthetic. Yeah, um, that's cool. Awesome P2. I think I saw recently was doing like a whole uh, green screen Game Boy esque style. What was that um, one that I got for a code for a preview? That was on Game Boy style as well, wasn't it? Was I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Neither can I. Um, there was two games that I wanted to talk about because um, we had emails about them this week and they looked pretty damn cool. The first was called Terra Squid. Uh, so this is kind of like uh, Super Stardust that you play basically as you shoot them up, that you play on a globe. Um, but you don't have enemies to shoot. You have to avoid the bullets that you shoot out of yourself. Uh, so basically the, you play as a squid and it shoots out little bullets behind you and you basically have to you create your own shmup because uh, each movement that you make basically creates a wave that you have to dodge on the other side of the planet as you continue to move. Um, and I think Toby you might be getting this one to review, buddy. Ooh. Sounds good. Uh, and the second one is called Paradox Vector. Uh, this is a first-person shooter, um, but it's got um, like MC Escher's kind of stylistic um, theories built into the game. And it's also got this like lovely neon-infused 80s uh, Vector X-esque like style. Um, it's it looks very cool, like uh, Tron, um, but mixed with impossible geometry. So that, that one looks insane. Both of these games coming out on the 15th of October. So um, keep an eye out this week for those two. The game was called Melon Journey 2. Melon Journey 2, yes. Crime with little cute animals. And it looked like Pokemon. And it was cool. Well done. Good, good Googling there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, should we do a quiz answer? Should we look at these credentials? Okay. So, question one. In the Final Fantasy VII Remake, what combat minigame can you participate in by visiting the Sector 5 slums? Greg? Oh, combat minigame. Ah, I was thinking the box one. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called. Is it that one? Box Bash or something? So close. <laughs> is box it called Whack a Box? Whack a Box is uh, Why would you say is it called? You clearly know it. You've got the fucking. <laughs> I was just, you know, it's fun to say you, it that way. You do it all. <laughs> is it? Is it the answer I've googled? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Question two. Uh, what is the name of the main protagonist in Parasite Eve? Toby. Uh, so I've only got her first name, but I think it's Aya. Aya is correct. Aya Bria. Yep. Oh. Okay, question three in Final Fantasy VIII, what guardian force you defeat and recruit in a fire cavern? Greg? Ifrit is the first one. It's part, of your, it's part of your test. Your exam. Yes, yeah. yeah. The third guardian force in uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, question four, so we code in one to four, were all developed and published by which company, uh, Toby? Konami. Konami is correct. Uh, question five, what is the name of the cyborg ninja in Metal Gear Solid? Greg? Um, half a point for each answer. What's his code name and his real name? Gray Fox, aka Frank Yeager. 
Correct. <laughs> Do I only get half a point for Grey Fox then? No, no, you get a full point. You didn't. Wait, so, what? <laughs> no, 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 I knew you got the answer, Greg. So, I, you know, I'd give Jaeger, you Jaeger means fox in German. No, it doesn't. Jaeger means hunter in German. Yes. Okay. Question six. Uh, you don't get do... any extra points for that. <laughs> I know. Fair I just, enough, no. Really like Metal Gear. <laughs> Question six. Who do you have to call in order to save your game in Earthbound, uh, Toby? I uh, don't know. I've just guessed your mum. No. Ah, oh, that's also my guess. It's your oh. dad. <laughs> Is it your dad? Or it's your dad. Yeah. Oh, oh, I knew shit. it was one of the two. <laughs> that's weird that you both look up for mother. Like, it's mother too. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, really wish no. I, just, I really wish I'd just written your parent. Yeah, I've written Ghostbusters as well, but you know. Uh, uh, okay, question seven. Sion, Barzard, Vault Kruger, and Dominique Cross are all characters from which PlayStation 2 game, Toby? Uh, the Bouncer. The Bouncer is correct. Such an underrated game. That needs a, that needs a rematch. <laughs> yes, it does. I was going to say, it's Greg's favourite game to reference. That and uh, Fighting Force. Bring them both back. Okay. Yeah. Question eight: Which horror video game franchise came first, Doom, Resident Evil, or Silent Hill? Yeah, Greg. Doom. Doom's correct. If you want technical horror, then Doom. Resident Evil. But um. Yeah, but you know, we're going just a uh, horror game. Well, when Doom came out, there really wasn't such a thing as a horror game, was there? There was Sweet Home, which is what was the basis of Resident Evil. There was Clock Tower. It wasn't. Which it was Alone in the, the Dark. Third. It wasn't which is the first horror game that came out. It was which of these three horror yeah, games came out Yeah, but Doom's not first. a horror game. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Game three was our game. Okay. Question nine: In the first Super Smash Brothers game, uh, how many playable characters are there? Eight, ten, or twelve? Toby, I'm going for twelve. Bit of guess. Twelve is correct. Ooh, I always guess that. Well done. Um, question ten: Which Mega Drive game features a main character named Sketch Turner? Uh, Toby. Comic Zone. Yeah, sorry. I just kept saying Toby then. (laughs) For whatever reason. (laughs) You don't trust my answer. (laughs) No, no, no. I trust you. I trust you. Um, Okay. Uh, Let me know how many scores you've got, Uh, Greg. Um, Now you come to me first. I'm trying to do math. Uh, One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight. Carry the one. And the eight. half. I got eight. Eight. Oh, he was very confident about getting eight. Toby, how many did you get? I got nine. Oh, Toby takes it. From Wait, the what? Oh, you got the box one, didn't you, you fucker? Yeah, the box one, <laughs> and I didn't get your Ghostbusters. Yeah, Toby, box your game. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> well done, Toby. Yay. Two in a row. Okay, I guess that leaves uh, what is coming out this week. So on October 13th, uh, Red Wings Aces of the Sky is coming out. Uh, Robotics Notes Dash and Elite. Remothered Broken Porcelain, G.I. Joe Operation Blackout. Prinny 1 and 2 Exploded and Reloaded. Uh, Torch, Torchlight 3, uh, Forgone and Second Extinction. They're all releasing on October 13th. Uh, October 14th, Partitions 1941, Raji uh, is coming out on... Partisans. What did I just say? Partisans. Partisans. <laughs> I was going to leave that one. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It's, part, it's partisans. Yeah. yeah, partisans. What did I just say? Partisans. Oh, my God. Which is cross between like partition Parisians. and Parisian. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <sighs> partisans. We've got a long day, Sean. 
Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, Raji and Ancient Napic is coming to other consoles. It's already out on the Switch, but it's coming to PC, Steam, and Xbox One, etc. Uh, Cloudpunk is coming to consoles. Uh, Space Crew is coming to consoles and PC. Cake Bash is coming to consoles and PC. Terror Squared is coming to PC and Switch. The Signifier is coming to PC. If you've not seen anything about the Signifier, go and Google it. It looks amazing. Uh, and finally, Monster Truck Championship, which there will be a review up on the website on October 14th. Um, and October 16th, we've got Cloud Crown Trick, uh, Aquinox Deep Descent, which we will have a review for, uh, Zoid's Wild Blast Unleashed, and Postal Redux. So a very busy week. You've missed out Lucifer within us. I've missed out 15th. Lucifer within us. It's not on the releases.com website. Terrible. Bum, bum. I know that website's really letting me down. There was a couple of games I had to exclude from the list because they were still, you know, scheduled to release this week when I knew for a fact they'd been put back till next year. So um yeah, I apologize that the list wasn't complete. But it, it was a, a decent flavor of what's coming out this Yeah, week. definitely. Um pretty much everything we've talked about is coming out reasonably close to now. So that is the end of the podcast. How long have we gone? We've gone for like what? Just about an hour, hour really. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Well done, chaps. Woo. We can do it. We can. Now, I'm going to try and not edit this. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, if you have listened to this, um, it was an absolute pleasure to do this this week. And fingers yeah. crossed, Ross will be back. So we, we will have the usual good quality podcast. It just, just reminds me of our, um, our EGX ones that we kind of did on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. Except we're like not hungover or drunk. Or I'm not progressively. Can always do I'm that not progressively losing my voice throughout the uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was man. We got some war stories from that week. Uh, it's just trying to introduce yourself to people, and I'm like, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I do reviews. Uh. <laughs> uh, yes, what a, what a weekend. Well, yeah. we should do that. So next next event, yeah. um, we should do it like a live one. I'm all, I'm also toying with the idea, and I just kind of want to put this out there. Um, I've I've been toying with the idea of doing a video quiz for you oh, guys. Yeah. Should yeah. you want to do one? Yeah, if, if if you are a listener to this and you think you would be be okay tuning in to watch a video quiz, um, based on pictures and sound bites and video clips and stuff like that, uh, do let me know. We would probably do it on Twitch, um, but it's just something I've been toying with, and I think we've got the capabilities to do so. Um, if you do listen to this and you think that's a great idea, then let us know and we will get on with it. Okay. So that's it for this week. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, so, <laughs> um, it's a goodbye from me. I was Sean, and a goodbye from Toby. Yeah, sayonara. Sorry, did I miss my bye then? Sorry, Spotify no, no. decided. Sorry, Spotify decided to like whack its volume up then, so I didn't hear anything. What What were we listening to? Um, I did some synthwave stuff, but yeah, it was it was Dance of the Dead's um, Neo Tokyo. No, it wasn't Scandroids Neo Tokyo. Right, and it just went. Blare it up there, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I hit the wrong vol. I hit the wrong volume thing. My bad. And uh, I guess, I guess this is Greg's goodbye then. Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week for more complete crap podcast. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>